and welcome to Forensic Rattlet's FMLA Insights Podcast. I'm Bill Bacorny, a partner here at Forensic Rattlet, and I'm here with my partner, Jeff Novak. Hello, everyone. For those of you who aren't familiar, familiar with Forensic Rattlet, we're a law firm of about 50 attorneys focusing on labor, employment, employee benefits, and education matters. Over the last few months, I think it's fair to say that the Family and Medical Leave Act has been by far the largest source of questions and, frankly, confusion for the clients that we work with. Um, Because so many of our clients are encountering similar issues and asking the same kinds of questions, we've launched this podcast as a service to them and any other HR professionals out there who may be looking for information about the FMLA. Each month on uh, the podcast, we focus on a different issue or question that we've come across in the course of our work on the FMLA. This month, I wanted to talk about a blog posting that uh, I spotted recently through Twitter, which uh, I think perpetuates some commonly held myths about employers' rights under the FMLA. And I won't read directly from the blog, but here's the gist of it. This is a a blog posting from a a gentleman who's affiliated with a third-party administrator. And what he says in this blog is that you should hire a third-party administrator to take care of your FMLA leave needs for two reasons. First of all, uh, he claims that an employer can't do anything to clarify an FMLA FMLA leave request once an employee turns in a properly completed certification form. So if the form is completed, you can't go back to the doctor to get uh, any clarification or any further information, and you're just stuck giving the employee FMLA leave. But if you hire a third-party administrator, or so the claim is, the, the administrator can go back to the doctor and get the in- additional information that you as the employer can't. And the second claim they make is that an employer can't do anything to uh, negotiate with a doctor or the employee about potential light-duty assignments. But, according to the blog, a third-party administrator can do those things. Today, I'd like to focus on that first claim, that uh, an employer can't do anything under the new FMLA rules to clarify an employee's medical certification. And next month, we'll talk in some detail about how light duty works under the FMLA and whether there's any uh, truth to this claim that you need a third-party administrator to uh, work with you to administer that part of your leave program. So, Jeff, what are your thoughts on this blog? Bill, the blog isn't entirely misleading if you are uh, following the old FMLA regulations. Clearly, under the the old FMLA regs, there was essentially uh, a firewall between the employer and the health care provider. If you wanted to find out additional information, you either had to talk to the employee, and to the extent that you had questions about the medical certification and wanted to talk to the health care provider, You first had to seek a release from the employee, get the employee's permission, and you could only contact the the employee's physician or healthcare provider through your healthcare provider, the employer's healthcare provider. So it really was a disconnect in terms of communication. The the new regulations uh, largely changed that, and and in doing so, um, it, it it shows precisely why this blog, this entry in the blog, is is a bit misleading. Bill, what uh, what what are the the new rules uh, with respect to contacting um, a healthcare provider? Well, I mean, that's exactly the point, Jeff. The new rules really reverse that that firewall that existed under the old rules. It said you had to go through 
a health care provider retained by the employer. You can still do that, but you can also contact an employee's uh, health care provider for either authentication or clarification of a uh, medical certification. Um, and that can be done, as I said, through a health care provider, but can also be done by a human resources professional, uh, so somebody in the HR department. It can be done by a, a leave administrator, or it can be done by really any management official within the uh, the employer's organization. The only real restriction under the new rules is that the, the contact can't come from the employee's direct supervisor, whoever that may be. Bill, you state that the new regulations allow you to authenticate or clarify medical certification. Could you explain further what the difference is, if there is a difference? Sure. Um, these are really there are uh, really only some limited purposes that you can contact an employee's health care provider for once you've got that completed certification form. Um, the first, as I said, is authentication, and that's really limited to authenticating that certification form. That means giving a copy of the certification form that you got back to the healthcare provider and asking that healthcare provider who signed the document to verify that the information on there uh, was either completed or authorized by the provider. Um, and w one little point I want to make there, the, the phrasing in the regulations is completed or authorized. I've seen some employers that try to uh, require a doctor to fill out the form himself uh, or herself. Um, that's not necessarily a good idea for a couple reasons. First of all, doctors have lousy handwriting in general, so it may be better if they dictate to that to somebody. Um, but more importantly, the rules, uh, all the rules say is that the doctor has to authorize what's on that form. So if they signed off on it and you contact them and ask them to confirm that that is indeed what they signed off on, that's authentication. So this helps combat the issue of an employee who you believe has forged a medical certification form, signed the doctor's signature, him or herself, or somehow put something on the form that, that you believe to be false. Right. And you'd do that if you saw white out or things scratched out with different handwriting or different kinds of ink on the form. Uh, by and large, that's not something that uh, an employer is going to need to do. But certainly, if you see something suspicious on the form that makes you question that, go ahead, give the doctor a call. And it's worth noting that you don't need the employee's advance permission if that's all you're going to do, but you can't ask for any additional information in that call. So the other kind, the other thing you can do uh, if uh, you have questions about a medical certification is what the regulations refer to as clarification. And here you can get a little bit of additional information. What the regulations say is that clarification is contacting a healthcare provider to understand the handwriting, again, often an issue when you're dealing with doctors filling out forms, or to understand the meaning of a response. What you can't do when you're asking for clarification of a certification form, though, is ask for additional information beyond that required by the certification form. So you can ask the doctor if he's uh, provided an, an incomplete response to a question and uh, the employee has been given an opportunity to go back and get that completed. You can ask the doctor, okay, you've written needs to be off here, but you didn't provide any additional details. If that's within the scope of the, the certification form, it's okay to go ahead and do that, again, if the employee has been given an opportunity to correct that with the doctor first. But there's a couple of caveats here. First of all, again, you can't go beyond the information 
that's required by the certification form. And we're talking here about the model forms that the Department of Labor has put out and the regulations that govern the questions you can ask in those certification forms. Secondly, you have to obtain the employee's permission before you can contact the health care provider for this kind of clarification. And anytime you're asking for medical information uh, that's individually identifiable medical information, you need a HIPAA-compliant release, a written release from the employee. Because, frankly, the doctor is not going to talk to you unless you have that release that authorizes the doctor to provide that information to you, and you'll be violating the regulations. So get that release from the employee. And, Bill, that's an important point to make. I would say the uh, more often than not, the releases, the model releases that I receive from employers typically are not HIPAA compliant. So it's 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 an important point to be working with uh, your employment counsel to ensure that you have a, in fact, a HIPAA compliant release. Right, definitely. Now, Jeff, do you have any thoughts on what you do if an employer uh, employee rather refuses to to give you that release? Well, under the new regulations, there is an expectation that the employee is going to cooperate with the medical certification process. So if the employer has questions about the certification, there is an expectation that the employee is going to follow up with his or her health care provider, obtain the information that the employer has requested, or sign a release allowing the employer to obtain that information. I think that's right, Jeff. And I think the important thing to remember here is that the key issue for the employer is getting the information. So whether that comes through the employee going back and getting a clarified uh, additional form from the doctor or if it means the employee providing uh, a authorization to uh, contact the doctor directly, doesn't really matter. The point is you're getting the information in one way or the other. And, you know, insisting that the employee do it one way or the other, that can be a source of problems. Um, But uh, you are entitled to get the information you need to decide if the, the request is a genuine request for FMLA leave. Bill, what can an employer do if it still questions the validity of the certification? So let's say they have authenticated, they've clarified, uh, they still question what they're getting back from the healthcare provider. Are there, are there other options for an employer? Well, th- there's a few different things you can do. The, the first thing to keep in mind is that the regulations govern the information you can collect under the FMLA, but they don't prohibit you from asking for additional information if that's information you're entitled to under other uh, leave uh, policies. So, for example, if an employee wants to use paid leave or uh, take advantage of uh, short-term or long-term disability benefits that they have, you're entitled to ask for the information you need to administer those policies, and that may be more information than you could ordinarily request Uh, under the FMLA itself. Uh, The same thing goes when you're dealing with a workers' compensation case. There's information that you're entitled to uh, and really a much stricter degree of monitoring under most states' uh, workers' compensation laws than uh, is necessarily permitted under the FMLA. And while you can't deny FMLA leave if an employee refuses to provide that information, uh, it may affect an employee's rights to workers' compensation benefits or other leave benefits. 
Um, the same thing goes to, to a certain extent if an employee is asking for reasonable accommodations under the Americans with Disabilities Act or uh, relevant state laws. You're entitled to the information you need to evaluate those accommodation requests. And again, that may go beyond the information contained in the four corners of the uh, Department of Labor's certification forms. The important thing to do is just be aware of the relevant restrictions in all of those areas and limit yourself to the information you need to administer those policies. But don't forget they're out there and that all these things work together hand in hand. Um, The other thing you can do is remember that the uh, FMLA provides for a second and third medical opinion uh, if you uh, think that the certification your employee has provided uh, is uh, not valid. That wraps up our FMLA podcast today. Thank you for attending. Feel free to email us with any questions you have about the FMLA or if you'd like to see a particular scenario addressed in a future FMLA podcast, feel free to send those questions and comments to fmla at fransic.com. This podcast is a free production of Fransic Radlet. Fransic Radlet's podcast and website are intended for general informational purposes only and are not legal advice. While we encourage your feedback, please do not send us any confidential information unless you are a client of our firm as your communications with us may not be privileged.